Hi, I'm Chantal Preston. Welcome to In The Mirror podcast, where I'll be having conversations with people in the top music labels and agencies reflecting on their journey in the music industry. Today, I'm speaking with Toronto-based singer-songwriter Kayla Diamond. Kayla shares how she met the love of her life, how she continues to evolve as an artist, and what made her gravitate towards the pop genre. I really connected with Kayla on different levels of this conversation about pop music and how it's evolved today. The wonderful thing about pop music and pop artists that keep it so timeless is that it's broader than a precise genre. It's strong melodies, it's earworms, and there is a science behind why that is. I believe the effect that music can have on someone is truly powerful, whether they are the creator or the listener. Something Kayla and I shared in common is that she feels like her music brings out the best version of herself, and Kayla isn't afraid to be vulnerable, honest, and true to herself as an artist. Here it is, hope you enjoy it, and I'm excited to present Kayla Diamond. Okay, hey Kayla, how are you today? I'm pretty good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How is the married life? (laughs) <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah. No, nobody has uh, regretted the decision so far. Oh, so. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good sign. I know it's probably the first thing that like people congratulate you on because it's so fresh for you. Um, but yeah. like it truly is like a big moment for anyone to get married. <laughs> for sure. I'm not yeah. sure if like you get asked this question, but I find it super inspiring how people meet and like find true love. How did you meet your wife? It's honestly such a crazy story. She was actually, uh, I had just broken up with my ex and my ex uh, was ta- still talking to me sort of. Okay. And she was telling me about this uh, this awesome new girl that she started dating in Montreal. And she started like describing her to me and I was like, wow, she sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, you, you should continue seeing her. And my ex got very, very annoyed that I was encouraging her to move on. And uh, she, they ended up breaking up, but that girl who she was talking to ended up being my now wife. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, and then, um, so she's from Montreal, my wife, and um, I was doing We Day in Montreal, and I was backstage, and I was swiping on this app called J-Swipe, which is like Tinder, but for Jews. Okay. And I was just like swiping and swiping, and I was like, this girl, like her description sounds familiar, and like she's beautiful, so I just... And then I realized, oh, my God, it's the girl my ex was telling me about. And then uh, we ended up talking and, you know, one thing led to another and we went on a date. And oh. yeah. So she's Jewish <laughs> as well. Is she is. Oh, yeah. Cool. She's Moroccan Jew. OK. When you were a little girl, did you dream about your wedding? Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I think I didn't really know what my dream wedding would be because right. like, I didn't know even I always like put a put a question mark on the face of the person that I was going to marry. I was mm-hmm. like, I wonder, I just wonder how I'm going to end up with. Right. And then uh, and then like my dream wedding was originally this like wedding that we were supposed to have, which was this like 450 person huge ballroom wedding in downtown Montreal. And then because of COVID, we mm-hmm. had to cut numbers. And then it ended up being the dream wedding I didn't know I wanted. Mm-hmm. And it was the most magical day of my entire life. It was incredible. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So it became more intimate because of COVID, but it kind of worked out. It worked out in the end. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was just unbelievable. Oh man. I never like pictured my wedding when I was growing up, when I was a little girl. 
But now yes. that I've met somebody, I've uh, been with someone for a couple years now. Now I, th- I dream about it like every night. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Right? Isn't it like so magical? <laughs> and you're sure. just like dreaming and having these dreams and the other person like doesn't even know what you're dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of love, I want to ask mm-hmm. you, what made you fall in love with pop music? It's interesting because I was actually the first song I recorded wasn't. I never put a genre to it. I never kind of put a genre to any of my music. It was kind of just piano vocal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this could be anything. This could be like indie. This could be, because that's that's mainly what I listen to is like, I'm always want, like listening to Indie 88 whenever I'm in Toronto. Okay. And yeah, I just, I love, I love that kind of like roots sounding music versus like super, super overproduced. Mm-hmm. But when I got signed to Slate Music, they were like, no, 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 you're a pop artist. And like, maybe you don't know it yet, but it's definitely there. And the music you're writing is very poppy. It's very, uh, very like big chorus, nice verses. And I was like, oh, actually, yeah, that kind of does resemble a pop structure. And then I started going down a rabbit hole of just like pop music history, how it became what it is today. And mm. I became so fascinated with it. And that's kind of my lane. That's kind of been my lane for the past five years. Mm. Just trying to find your sound. And do you find yourself going uh, more and more in the pop direction or? Yeah, I mean, I I love a well-constructed song, but it's it's so weird because if you turn on what's considered pop radio these days, you won't hear our definition of pop 10 years ago. Yeah. Like if you were to turn on the like Virgin Radio 10, 15 years ago, you'd be hearing Green Day and stuff and like mm. almost yes, rock, very true. right? And now you're turning it on and you're hearing like trap music, <laughs> which is now considered pop. So I think the definition of pop, I don't think pop really has a sound. Mm-hmm. I think pop is just really what's current and what's, I, I always say like pop is really what's popping off. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like if you like I think like TikTok is now determining the charts because that's where everybody's gravitating to and watching videos and stuff but true yeah I mean it used to be like pop music of the 50s was kind of like the same exact formula but now it's it's totally versatile like there's so many different kinds of things that determine pop yeah country is a lot more pop today than it was as well so it's kind of interesting where you see pop going now was there any artists that influenced you to, you know, want to go in the pop direction or like what attracted you towards um, going more of this direction? Well, it was actually uh, kind of Slate Music who was like, you know, if you did pop, you'd be able to sort of reach a broader audience with your music. And then the the natural route of that is kind of, you know, once you have your audience established, you can you can kind of do whatever you want cool. pretty much. Um and so we entered kind of with the pop genre because it seemed like the most natural place to go from just a piano vocal. Mm-hmm. It's like once you start adding in instruments, you're like, oh, maybe I'll just turn the piano into a synth. And oh, OK, cool. This is this is it kind of naturally snowballed into a big pop production. And I was loving it. I love like artists like Lady Gaga, who. Yeah really are just so I think Lady Gaga is pretty much the queen of pop <laughs> the queen of like modern day pop or what I was listening to in, in back in like 2008 2009 um, it was like the first concert I actually ever went to okay okay <laughs> yeah I was I was pretty uh, I, I just wasn't I never asked my parents to go to a concert before I don't know why I was kind of just 
always doing rural conservatory things and kind of nerding out at the piano in front of people. But my sister-in-law called me up in uh, 2009 and was like, do you want to go to the Monster Ball? And I literally started crying my head off. I was like, (laughs) oh my God. I was so excited. And like being in that arena was like so magical to me. I was like, oh my God. I, I hope to one day be able to just connect with my fans through something super me and super weird maybe yeah (laughs) yeah oh yeah I'm a huge pop fan myself um I fell in love with uh, Lana Del Rey and Halsey oh my god those are my two favorites also so cool (laughs) Badlands I think Badlands is one of the best produced albums I have ever heard in my life one of my favorites as well so that's awesome what do you feel like pop music allows you to do musically as an artist I think pop with its lack of genre so to say nowadays is really all about the experiment and it's all about finding what's going to click and what's going to stay in people's ears because that's kind of you know if you listen to the radio they're just playing what everybody's constantly singing and you're like oh well what makes that music so hooky Mm -hmm. and then you go behind the science behind it and it's like okay well you just made a chord progression that is so that that's an earworm that's going to stick in people's ears. Well, why is it like that? You know, and I love breaking down the science of the chord, the science of a pattern of notes. And to me, it's all about nerding out. (laughs) It's all about the right. It's finding the right combination. It's not just one kind of formula. Mm -hmm. It's it's almost it's interesting because jazz is very similar to that. But those are two completely opposite things that you would never think of putting together. Do you feel like you can really be yourself with uh, the genre that you're going into as well? Like just seeing like for me personally, like the reason I fell in love with pop music was because all the women, I look up to so many women in pop and there's just so many different varieties of personalities. Oh, for sure. As as a young girl, I was like always looking to see who was popular at the time. Like that's why I was so obsessed with like, oh my God, look at Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. She's so herself. She's so cool. She gives like... A pop artist kind of gives you freedom to be who you are. Yeah. And even if it's weird, even the fact that weird can become mainstream just perpetuates that freedom mentality of like, I don't even know how to properly articulate this, but even like, even like feminism itself through pop music is something that's so pertinent. It's, it's incredible. And like I heard in, a, in an interview, I've been looking you up like crazy. Your song's been stuck in my head for the last few days. Um, I even heard you talking about like being vulnerable, you know, in one of your interviews and how that just opens you up and people can relate to you so much because you're just sharing so much of your life, right? Oh, totally. It's like once once you put that vulnerability out into the world, people are like, oh, my God, I don't have to pretend I'm someone I'm not like this person who's who's successful and out there in the world is is not afraid to be who she is. So I don't have to be afraid of who I am. Exactly. And I'm relating to that hardcore. You exactly. know, when I was when I was younger, I would like just like sit on my bedroom floor and just like jam out to to like. Well, I was listening to Bob Dylan for some reason at 10 years old. (laughs) I don't know how that album just got in my hands. But even that, I was like, holy crap, like what music can do Mm -hmm. is just it frees your soul. It's like, man, I have a friend right now. Absolutely. Helps you helps you find your way. Totally, totally. (laughs) You've got two new singles out, Always Been You and I Should Have Listened to My Friends. 
Yes. What yeah. makes you excited about these new tracks compared to other releases that you've put out there? I think they're they're a little bit different than, you know, my last EP, Dirty Laundry, because Dirty Laundry was a little bit more electronic, a little yeah. bit more a little bit more not me, to be honest. Oh, it wasn't okay. it wasn't too much me. It was kind of like I was trying to locate a part of myself that was angry and trying to get the anger out. It was a total breakup album. Mm. And I'm so happy I put it out because it was totally therapeutic for me. Yeah. <laughs> but like it was the type of album where I didn't care what happened with it. And I was just like, I just want to do this for me. And I want to just experiment with different sounds that I haven't used before and kind of get out of my comfort zone. But the the tracks that I've just released now, like I should have listened to my friends and always been you, that's like right back at my comfort zone. Okay. So I always considered, you know, I look at Dirty Laundry and I think, okay, that's when I took my instruments away and it was just me and a microphone now. Yeah. But my newer stuff, as well as my older stuff, is no, this is me with a microphone and an instrument. And I am able to sort of have that instrument as a crutch and just let it sing for me sometimes, which I absolutely love doing in a live performance. And so like Always Been You is so just simple and it's kind of back to my roots. And yeah. the, the vocal that is recorded on that record is the, the one vocal take we took just in the writing session. And I love... When I hear it, I go, oh, my God, like it captured that magic that was coming out of my mouth as I was writing it, mm. which is super cool. It's not perfectly polished like the, the typical pop song. And uh, I Should Have Listened to My Friends was so awesome, in my opinion. Like, it's one of my favorite songs that I've ever written. That's amazing. Because, uh, thank you. It's because it's such a casual phrase. It's it's such a casual phrase over top a magical cinematic production that you know now I had the pleasure of partaking in the production process yeah you know it was uh it was a really really fun song to make and I'm so happy that they're out there now in the world yeah that's great I I did truly enjoy your previous releases as well like I really liked the dance feel um personally but uh it sounds like Thank you're you, you know f finding a little bit more of your craft and you know, you're kind of evolving uh, over time, right? For sure. Yeah. And, you know, you just brought up co-producing. Co-producing on your own songs, does that make you feel like you have more control over the music that you're putting out? Totally. I mean, usually a writing session will start with me on an instrument, so me like on a piano or me on a guitar, and I'm usually the one establishing the chord progression to begin with. Okay. So now for me, like during COVID, I've I kind of had time to really hone my craft at production and really learn the DAWs. And uh, I've just been kind of help, like aiding the the producer. Like, so in, in Always Been Used case, it was Andrew Martino. And um, what was really cool was we didn't have to be in the room to produce it together. I would kind of, instead of being behind him, being like, oh, can you add drums right here and a swell right here? I, I kind of like am a backseat producer when it comes to that being okay. in the room. <laughs> but because we couldn't be in the same room, I was having to track my ideas down and send them back and forth. And it just right. kind of naturally happened. I was like, you know what? I'm trying to articulate an idea here, but let me put it in there and send it back. 
So, and the same thing happened with Craig McConnell and I for I should have listened to my friends. And it was just awesome to be so hands-on in the process. Oh, yeah, of course. The more like involved you can be with your music, the more comfortable you'll feel, you know, when it goes out there. What What's some advice for people who are aspiring to be more on the producer side of things? How can you, you know, start hearing things that you'd like in your own tracks? Um, well, how can you start hearing things is... I'm always like, I'm the worst teacher. I always say like, people are like, can you teach me how to play piano? And I'm like, I honestly wish I could. I wish I could articulate how to do those things. But for me, it's all about, it just comes to me. It's kind of what I hear in between phrases and in between and different layers of the song that I'm personally hearing. But my advice to anybody who wants to sort of get in the production realm is just open up logic or open up whatever DAW you prefer on your on your computer and just start playing because mm. there's no right way to produce there's no right way to write a song you just have to experiment mm. so maybe start recording at home and in doing that you'll find your way totally okay. even even recording little sounds you hear like uh, I record I recorded my dishwasher the other day because nice. it was making a really cool like kind of kick sound and I ended up layering that sound into uh, a kick drum. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and it just made it completely unique, which is really cool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That reminds me of like uh, Phineas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Phineas is known to do that too. Like sure. uh, this, one of the sounds in uh, Billie Eilish's track is, uh, I think, an Australian crossing walk yeah. signal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you look back a year ago to, you know, Dirty Laundry, what are some things you've done differently that has pushed you to the next level with your music in the last few years or so? I think just trusting my instinct versus trying to chase a sound or this year what was cool was I tried not to use too many reference tracks like when you go into a to a writing session you kind of bring up whatever song you're feeling at the moment and you're like I want to make a song just like this and but a little bit different you know what I mean? Um, just to give the producer some guidance, but yeah. because I have been kind of co-producing everything and and really hands-on this this batch of songs, I've not so heavily relied on reference tracks and more so heavily relied on gut instinct. So if I felt there needed to be a violin somewhere and it hasn't been done in many other songs, I just put it in because it feels good. Cool. <laughs> yeah <laughs> your music uh music videos are awesome by the way i was like oh, checking i was all over your, your your um your youtube thank you so much yeah you must like have so much fun creating your music videos oh my god being in a like music videos are so much fun they they are a lot of work but they are so much fun to just act like yourself in yeah <laughs> and like I always try and make sure that my personality is captured in in the music just so in, in the music video just so people know you know what they're dealing with I'm yeah a complete crazy person but even the crew this time like my my manager Katrina you know she's amazing and I we just started working together about a year and a half ago okay I actually can't believe that's flown by so much but um one of the things that she tries to do and I, I love her for it is to create a really really beautifully diverse set of people on set so from the stylist to the director to everything we have we we want an incredibly diverse group of people so that we can capture 
the the video not only through one kind of lens. Mm. We want this those voices to be really really sh- like showcased and and pushed forward. You know, it sounds like you you brainstorm all the ideas with the team. The storyline does that usually come from you, or is this something that you just work on fully with the team? Uh, it's it's definitely a group effort. Um, we did get uh, the treatment came from Cash Blanche. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. (laughs) (laughs) Kaj is a super amazing director and her work is incredible. And so we received the treatment and we were like, oh my God, amazing. That was in combination with Nordis Studio. So uh, Lena Bowden was part of that as well on the production side. And it was was definitely a team effort to really execute that properly. But it does go through a series of like, okay, I'll receive some treatments. We'll revise it a little bit. And it goes back and forth. Is there any struggles that you face when you're trying to create the visual art for your songs? Oh, my God, totally. Yeah. I am not a visual artist as, at all. Okay. And so it's it's funny because, like, I, I'm just terrible at anything visually <laughs> arts related. So when somebody's like, oh, Kayla, can you think of a treatment? I can probably think of a treatment for someone else. Right. But never for myself. Because I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm just like a boring married person now, you know? (laughs) So like, whatever you want to do, I'll do. I'm just, I'm also very into sort of trusting people who do what they do. Yeah. So like, I'm not going to go and tell an award-winning producer, an award-winning director what to do because that's why they're they're part of this video is because I want them to contribute what they do so well. So I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Yeah, you stick to what yeah. you know and you let other people stick to what they know and you work together. Exactly. And that's what makes a beautiful production and a beautiful creation is is just culmination of a bunch of people's minds. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. You've got a good amount of music videos and lyric videos. And you've got some content where you're talking about the songs. Like, I really loved everything you have there. You know, as an artist, how, how important is that to have visuals up on YouTube to promote yourself, you know, speaking for other artists out there that are listening? I think it's incredibly important to show your listeners who you are. And it even comes down to the smallest things like facial expressions and mannerisms of, of who you are. Because when they're hearing your music, they're like, oh, this is the person who made it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so she's got like a little bit of like a hand tick. That's a cool thing about her. You know what I mean? <laughs> little little kind of imperfections because I think pop music now is just, I mean, now I'm happy that it's getting less and less polished. People really do like seeing behind the scenes, like seeing the process of things because it just allows them to be more connected to the music itself. So I always love seeing that kind of thing. We were really inspired doing those behind the scenes by uh, King Princess, okay. who I absolutely love. And the like King Princess always shows that kind of vulnerable side of their personality. And I'm, I love doing that too, because it, it just allows people to know yeah, you think the song's perfect, great, but the person who made it isn't perfect. And they made it because they're not perfect. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> I was going to ask you, are those <laughs> are those your actual friends in your music video for um, your song there? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
I that's so I cool. called my friends up. And I'm like, you're taking a day off work because I'm bringing you to work with me. <laughs> and they did it. And they're awesome. Oh, that's so cool. My childhood friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I just knew that because it just seemed like real, you know? Totally. I wanted I wanted the chemistry to be real there. I didn't mm-hmm. want to have to sort of be self-conscious about faking it with with some actor who's like <laughs> too cool for me. <laughs> cool. What do you want your uh, fans to take away from your videos when you put them out? I think just have fun. Um, watch it and and however you want to take it, take it. It's uh, it's always up for interpretation. And I just wanted to show you what was going through my mind when I made the song. Mm. But you can you can choose what goes through yours as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I ask my guests this question at the end of every podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I really, truly enjoyed the conversation. Um, just oh, being a you. huge pop fan and I love your voice and uh, like I said the songs were stuck in my head the last few days <laughs> so <laughs> I'm happy to hear that yeah I, I'm a fan and you, you truly really grew on me in the last uh, the last few days when you look in the mirror on your journey so far what what are you most proud of that you've accomplished I think sticking with it because a lot of people could be discouraged um, when they expect a song to do something and it doesn't necessarily uh, get as heard as they want it to be. And there's been times where I've been really discouraged as any any normal person. And I am proud of myself for not quitting and just keep, just having the courage to keep going and being able to do what I love. Aw, yeah, because it's really easy to get down and to second guess yourself, but you know, you need to just keep trying to push yourself through that and get back on the positive side of things and Absolutely. just keep pushing through. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and even to other artists, I always try and, you know, if, if I'm having a moment, it, it comes, the success will come in waves. So it'll come, you know, one month you'll be successful. You'll have a great, great run at a, on Spotify on a song. And then another month you might not. Right. But in my opinion, it's always important to throw the rope down and allow an artist to have some success if you can help them. You know what I mean? It's it's so important to help other artists versus being jealous of other artists. Um, so just always send that elevator back down, you know? Mm. Well, I, I really hope that people will check you out. They listen to the podcast. And, you know, one of my favorite things about doing this is I get to listen to new artists and I can shine the light on them and thank you thank you so much thank you so much okay thank you Kayla for joining us on in the mirror and sharing your journey as a pop artist like Kayla mentioned you really must keep pushing through and have consistency to reach success it comes in waves and always remember that you might be three feet from gold it's always been you and I should have listened to my friends are still stuck in my head So go check out Kayla's songs in our playlist, as well as her new music videos for those two singles out on YouTube. Stay up to date by following her on Instagram at Kayla Diamond. I'm Chantal Preston. Thanks for listening to In The Mirror, and I hope to see you next time.